painstakingly she filled in the admission forms, attached her recommendations, and was surprised when she qualified for the entrance test. Easily she answered the questions concerning general knowledge. Confidently she wrote the essay concerning the future of social work and was not surprised when she was called for the interview. It became a holiday with mother and father deciding to accompany Ishita to Bombay. Relatives in Bandra were dug up, train tickets bought and the planning done with a gaiety usually absent from their home. On the day of the interview, they all left early for the institute, housed in a pillared colonial building with deep verandas near the oval. In a room with narrow, tall windows, five people sat across from Ishita, asking questions. This was the first time she had ever been interviewed, and she was so nervous her hands were sweating. When she described her work at Jivan, she sounded young and foolish. When she described what she would do with this degree, she sounded uninteresting. They looked at her CV. How had she been occupied between the years 1991 and 1995? Married? Oh, she had been married. No longer? What would happen if she married again? She realized the insult of that question, but didn't know how to counter it. Her rejection letter confirmed that she had been seen as a woman of no consequence. Why should they give her one precious seat if she had done nothing from 1991 to 1995 except be a wife? From the moment she had been born, marriage had been the goal, and every choice reflected this. Mrs. Hingorani responded to the rejection by cursing the institute. Fools! They were not to see her potential. Ishu didn't have enough experience in presenting herself. That was the trouble. Mrs. Rajora too was disappointed. In Bombay, her daughter might have met a nice boy.